welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, welcome back. Today's episode is on how to walk in your authenticity. The authentic version of yourself was created to add value to this world. The connection to your authentic self is where fulfillment, confidence, and love exist. For today's episode, I've created five tips on how to walk in your authenticity. The first tip is discovering your authentic self. The great thing about our authentic self is that it never goes anywhere. Our authentic self stays within us forever. It stays within us through this whole life experience. Our authentic self is constant regardless of whatever habits, personas we create to mask it. In order to discover your authentic self as an adult, you first need to become aware of all the habits and personas you've adopted to mask your authenticity. A common habit created to mask authenticity can often look like suppressing your negative emotions. Emotions such as anger, jealousy, or sadness, and more. These emotions can often be suppressed due to fear of being abandoned by our loved ones. This is a common habit created as a child. When you're a child, you start to pick up on your surroundings and the way your caregivers interact, and you kind of eventually figure out what works and what doesn't, what's going to get you love and what's not. And with time, you start to figure out what part of yourself is mostly acceptable and what parts aren't. So if you were raised in a family where you know there was no place for your anger or there is no place for extreme sadness, you learn to suppress those emotions. You don't want to lose the love and the support from your loved ones. The thing is, though, these habits are often created when we're children But as adults, even after we leave our parents' homes, even after we leave the homes of our caregivers, we still keep these habits. We keep these habits even when we're not relying on anyone to support us, even when we're adults and we have full control of our lives. So yes, this habit might have been a good habit to adopt as a child when you needed the support and love from your parents in order to survive. But as an adult, It's now your responsibility to do the self-work and reflect on what habits you've created to hide your authenticity because now it's no longer serving you. It's no longer allowing you to come as you are. You don't need to modify who you are anymore to survive because you're responsible for your survival now. There are many resources out there to help you become more self-aware to acknowledge these habits. One of them being therapy, which I highly recommend and talk about all the time. You can also look into getting a life coach, maybe chatting with a trusted mentor to give you some real constructive feedback, watching the Iyala Fix My Life show. Honestly, everything that woman says be on point. I have picked up on so much of my toxic ways, my limiting beliefs through watching her show, not only the Iyala Fix My Life, but also the R Spot, which is her new podcast. Find your resource. Find what relates to you the most 
and do that. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to figure out all your habits overnight. But once you commit to doing that self-work and reflecting on the things you do and your actions and not just going on autopilot, you slowly start to become aware of your ways and the habits that you've adopted that are keeping you from being your true self. Number two, vulnerability. Being vulnerable is scary. It's actually pretty fucking scary, but it's required to be authentic. Like that's the biggest prerequisite. And that's why a lot of people don't want to be authentic because it literally means showing people your cards regardless of what could come of it. Being vulnerable to others require you to express your internal needs and emotions regardless of fear of rejection. Vulnerability motivates self-love and self-validation while also increasing connection and relationships. I have a great example of how vulnerability not only increases self-love, but also increases connection and relationships. Recently, my older sister sent me a TikTok video of this girl that was cooking, but she was cooking in Yoruba. And for those that don't know, I was born in Nigeria and came here when I was nine years old. I used to speak Yoruba fluently. It was my first language. But then when I came here, I started speaking English primarily and lost Yoruba as my first language. I still understand it fluently. I can still speak it, but it just, it's a lot more work now. It's like I have to pause and think about what I'm saying. It just doesn't come to me naturally anymore. And that is a big insecurity of mine, a major insecurity of mine, but I've just kind of kept it to myself. So my older sister sent me a TikTok video of a girl cooking in Yoruba, and she also didn't speak Yoruba fluently. She was struggling to speak Yoruba through the video. And when I saw that video, I automatically took it as a personal attack. Automatically. I saw that video and took it as like, oh, was she trying to make fun of me because I don't speak Yoruba fluently anymore? Is this about me? That video automatically triggered my insecurities. And I sat with it. And I had two options. I could either assume what I wanted to assume, which was she was trying to throw shade. It was just like trying to be mean. Or it wasn't about me at all. I wasn't sure. So I reached out to her and I said, to be honest with you, this video triggers my insecurity of not speaking Yoruba fluently anymore. And when I saw the video, it came off to me that it was intended to be a joke about the fact that I don't speak it anymore. And my sister responded like, girl, I sent this video because I actually thought the video was a really good video and it had a lot of good content. And she's like, I sent this video to five other people. It was not intended to be an attack on you at all. And I needed to hear that. Like, that calmed me down. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. It's not a bad, it's a pretty good video now that you say it. I'm like, you know what? Thanks for being patient with me. Because sometimes I can personalize things and make it about me when it's really not. So thank you for being patient. And she said, you're welcome. And I love you. And I said, you know what? I love you too, sis. And honestly, I've never felt so close to my sister. Well, I have, but that moment made me feel 
so much closer to her than I felt in a very long time. And I think the main reason for that is because at that moment, I showed my sister my true self, the, the insecure self, the shadow self. I showed her who I truly was and what my internal emotions truly was at that moment. And she still accepted me. She still said, I love you and it's okay. She made me feel accepted as my authentic self. That made me feel closer to her. And I'm sure she felt closer to me because she got to also find out something about me that I've never told her before. That's the power of vulnerability. I was courageous enough to be vulnerable about my insecurities and let her know about that. And she handed me love. She was able to ease and soothe my triggers by being honest about her intentions. Now she understands where my insecurities lie. Now she has a better insight on my authentic self. And she has more information on how to handle me and how to deal with me. Because now she knows that this is a touchy spot for my sister. This is something that matters to her. So now she knows how to work around that. If I had just kept that to myself or just had an attitude with her or just ignored the video or didn't say anything, she would not know that that's an insecurity for me. Now she has a better insight on who I am and how things make me feel, which would give her a better opportunity to treat me accordingly and increase our connection in our relationship. Number three, speaking of courage, courage. <laughs> that was kind of a whack segue, but it was I, okay? <laughs> in a world that encourages conformity, it can be extremely scary to go against the grain, even if it means being true to ourselves. This is where courage is needed. Being vulnerable and being our authentic self is not an easy task. It is absolutely scary and it feels completely uncomfortable. But being courageous isn't about the absence of fear. People that are courageous are not like fearless. They're not just out here not feeling any fear. They are absolutely scared. They feel afraid. That exists. That emotion exists within them. Being courageous means doing what aligns with your authentic self regardless of that fear. Regardless of that super uncomfortable feeling. Going for it anyways because you know this is what aligns with your authentic self. So in order to be authentic and walk in your authenticity. Courage is another prerequisite. Number four, accept all of you. This is one that is near and dear to me because it's still a very big challenge in my life and it's something that I'm actively still working on. In addition to all of these, I'm not just still working on accepting all of me, but also courage, vulnerability, I'm still working on all of these. I don't think you ever stop working on any of these things. I think you acknowledge that you need to do this work and you just take steps day by day. Do what you can on a daily basis. And that's pretty much it. Back to number four. Accept all of you. Like I've said in a previous episode, no one is all good or all bad. We're all a perfect mix of everything. To live in your authenticity, it's necessary to acknowledge all of you, including the shadow side. 
the side of you your brain has deemed unworthy or bad or tries to suppress. It's important to accept all of that, all parts of you, in order to really live in your authentic self. You can't just accept all the parts that you consider positive and good and just ignore the other parts. That won't be authentic to yourself. So if you're wondering what your shadow side is, the easiest way to discover your shadow side is by paying attention to the traits in others that you negatively judge. We're often easily triggered by those that behave according to our shadow sides. Some examples of our shadow side can be being rageful or being jealous or being selfish or being lazy and more. Everybody's shadow side is different. So in order to really discover what your shadow sides are, start paying attention to other people that you be judging. When you're scrolling on social media and you see someone make a post and you side-eye them or you judge them for what they did, pay attention to whatever it is the traits are that is triggering the judgmental side of you. Because whatever those traits are, are most likely the traits that you also have that you've suppressed as your shadow side. To be your authentic and true selves, it's important you accept all traits of your shadow sides, flaws and all. It's important you understand that all your sides serves a greater purpose in your being and must be acknowledged and accepted with no judgment. We all can be lazy. We all can get selfish. We all can be judgy. Whatever it is you find irritating in other people, you're capable of that as well. And when you can sit with yourself and accept that side of you, accept that that is just part of your human experience, accept that that is just part of what makes you a full, blessed, loving human being, it becomes easier to be your authentic self. Number five, and the last tip for today, surround yourself with other authentic people. The great thing about other authentic people is they only require the same from you in return. Someone who is authentic and true to themselves understands the courage required to show up that way. They understand the amount of work required. They understand the amount of vulnerability required. They know this shit ain't easy. So they're more likely to give you grace and accept you flaws and all because they expect the same from you in return. So when you start to live in your authenticity, start to search for your chosen family. Start to search for people that will accept you fully. And if they don't, that's a sign that they're not meant to be part of your life. It's not a sign for you to work harder to modify yourself to fit into theirs. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love you guys. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio. 